Warning, the following show features constructive opinions performed either by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. The views expressed are ours and may differ from views of any other entity. Accordingly, the Tim Zabriskie Show and the producers must insist that no one recreate or reenact any conversation or activity performed on the show. When you listen to the show, do you find yourself agreeing with the boys? Or do you think Tim is full of shit? Well, let them know how you really feel and participate in the live shows. Follow the Tim Zabriskie Show by searching at Timmy Zabriskie on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. And fully interact by liking, commenting, and even calling into the hotline. Don't be afraid to make your voice heard. Uh. With the Mario Brothers and plumbing's a game We're not like the others who get all the fame If your sick is in trouble, you can call us on the double We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers Well, that was a lot of fun. What's up, guys? Tim Zabriskie here, back at it again with the brand new vid. It's really dark in here for some reason. What, what's going on? Oh, uh, here we go. That's a that's a lot better. Just gotta adjust the lights. We got a uh, great little Monday night stream here for you. Um, I'm being joined by a very good friend of mine in the uh, old wrestling business who happens to be a pretty huge. Um, movie buff if you will he's got his own podcast on the anchor.fm network which includes um the apple podcast and spotify and all these other ones which is fantastic um give it up for my friend sergeant fury everybody yeah sergeant fury are you hey thank you Tim. thanks for having me on tonight, dude what's where's the video i don't know can you see me because no we can't see you at all. See that the the part. The I do a podcast, and I I'm terrible with technology, which is like a double edged. We had you like, like less than five minutes ago, and he's gone. No, he's he's kind of there, right? Is that uh, uh, are you there, sir? Oh, I'm here. I'm here. I can hear you, brother. We can hear you. We just can't see you. What's what, where? Where did you go? Did you want? I, I don't know. So uh, we'll just we'll just go with the audio on this one. Um, yeah, as I said, we have a very great and fantastic little little presentation for you today. Um, Sergeant Fury, what did you think of the of the Super Mario Brothers intro that we just got right there? You know what's funny is, is I, I think you said it before we went on the air. It some things just don't age well. That was one of those that aged perfectly. That's such a throwback to Saturday mornings. It's not even funny. So yeah, I was happy to hear that. I completely agree with you too because you know I'm I'm watching the thing and I'm just like, wow, this is 
This is great. This is bringing me right back to where I was with Captain Lou. You know what I mean? Sitting on the, sitting right in front of the TV, probably like this far away. Like, <laughs> um, with, with, you with know, the giant screen, the wooden frame, and the dial on the side. That that was the way we had to do it before we got. Yeah, with the control. two different dials, right? Uh, <laughs> And and you didn't touch it on the side because the color and the the reception wouldn't come in. Kids these days don't understand the struggles. Exactly, and at the same time, it's like you're, um, like, you're eating dry cereal. Like you, like you're just, at the time you're just like, you know what? Fuck milk. <laughs> I don't even care. Uh, you're just running. You're like, okay, I'm gonna get the cocoa crispies. I'm just gonna shovel it into my face because after this was probably, God, if I'm thinking of the time frame of this show. You know, it was either a rerun of Transformers or Ninja Turtles was on after this. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> this was like the the Fox Kids right early in the morning, like six thirty show before everything else. Oh did. yeah, so awesome. What about like uh, what about like Muppet Babies? Do you remember Muppet Babies? That was like my favorite oh, show when I was a kid. I still hear Muppet Babies theme song in my head, and when I saw that that got a reboot, and I was watching it with my kid, I was like, this isn't Muppet Babies. Where's the theme song? Because it was like Muppet Babies, and it just went, and that was terrible singing. I'm sorry, shouldn't have put you people through that. No, I know. I'm I'm trying to find trying to find it here, but it's not a. Uh... Is this it? That is definitely not it. No, this is like the Muppet Babies Junior that I that it, it popped up for me. Yeah, like, um, because the original was sung by. Kermit and Miss Piggy and Fozzie. No, it's not happening. I tried to type in Muppet Babies really fast into the Spotify, but uh, it wasn't. It wasn't the classic Muppet Babies will make our dreams come true. When your world looks kind of weird and, and it is in danger, and it was Kermit the Frog dressed up like Indiana Jones. Just close your eyes and make a wish. Oh my God! I got wow. it. I got it. <laughs> Feeling good about my uh, my Muppet Babies. Uh, I'm gonna go to the karaoke bar and, and request the Muppet Babies theme song. But um, between that and any Disney kids show, yeah, that time. yeah. So so going from that now, what I wished when you know back in what like 1994 when they decided, uh, and you, I know you'll have the proper dates, but back when they decided what. Um, what they should do when it came time for Super Mario Brothers to get its own movie. That's kind of what we all were wishing, right? Just like a real live, maybe Captain Lou himself comes back and, you know, you know, I don't know, like stomps on some, some Trooper Coopers and Cooper Troopers and and whatnot. But, um, this is what we got. Uh, be prepared for like the longest minute of your life right now, too. Where are we? I got a feeling we're not in Brooklyn no more. They're brothers. They're plumbers. They're on the trail of a kidnapped princess. And a mystical meteorite. It's incredible! That gives anyone who possesses it 
the power to rule the universe. Get me the rock! The rock? They must rescue the princess. Is that what he said? And make it safely back. Later, alligator. To our world. Are you alright? Before time runs out. Like the longest minute and a half of my life. Brothers, this ain't no game. So yeah, so that was um, that was the whole movie. That's that's literally all you gotta watch for the entire thing. With a Yoshi cameo. With a Yoshi cameo. <laughs> was my that Yoshi God. or I thought that was Bowser? Was or did I did I miss the Yoshi part? <laughs> Bowser was um, Dennis Hopper in that movie, and he walked around with uh, four blonde corn rolls the entire time and a big leather jacket. Yeah. And Yoshi actually was a tiny T-Rex in the movie. Because oh, uh, okay. Daisy gets captured, she's thrown in a jail cell, and there's this little tiny T-Rex with a chain around his ankle because, you know, he's adorable. and wow. that. <laughs> it's, it's pretty ridiculous like the whole thing just when you say it like that you know <laughs> I, I, I think the worst part about it was is when I don't know how you felt when, when you heard that there was going to be a Super Mario Brothers movie but I was like this could totally be awesome and yeah. you had flying boots and an under like it, it was it was the worst parts of film that you could imagine. Like, you could tell the that they really didn't give a shit making this movie. It was no. almost like from the makers of Masters of the Universe, we're going to ruin your childhood once again. Yeah, And we're yeah. just going to stomp on the Super Mario Brothers. Bob Hoskins and John Linguizamo tried. You could tell they really tried. But there was no salvaging this one. The only cool redeeming part about this was... Uh, Mario was pissed off at one point because he was going to take his girlfriend to WrestleMania and he needed to get back in, in New York City in time <laughs> yeah. to take her to Wrestle fucking Mania. Right, right. That I marked out for as a kid. That was the only thing. You're, so you're telling me that the part that wasn't your favorite was when, um, was when, was when they go, so, uh, and I could just hear this in the, uh, the writing meeting, all right? When the guy, when the guy is looking at him and he goes, Wait a second, though. So, the, so they're brothers, but but I'm gonna I'm gonna do a character. Wait a second. So, so they're brothers. I get that, but what are their last names? Hmm. I I uh, I, I got no idea. What are their last names? <laughs> it's like, well, they should be Mario, right? Shouldn't that be the last name? Do you remember the scene that I'm talking about here? I do. Where it's, it's like, oh, so your name is Luigi Mario, right? You're Luigi Mario, but then you, you're Mario Mario. Like, we couldn't, they couldn't, like, make it fucking spaghetti or something. Like, like anything else. Like, like Mario Linguini. That's a much better name, I feel, than, uh, than Mario Mario. 
they they couldn't come up with anything if they tried. I think that they they figured that that was too over budget if they came up with a last name for them. So they were just like, ah, fuck it, who cares? Just cut their last names off. No one's gonna no one's gonna buy into this shit anyway. And no one did. That was the worst part. Like I thought after this movie, there'd be no more video game movies left. Right. And then they made Street Fighter. Oh, <laughs> Street Fighter. Let's um, let's pull up the trailer for. For Street Fighter here, let's uh, let's enjoy, let's marvel in, in this fantastic piece of shit. <laughs> After seven months of fighting, the civil war in Shadaloo may have reached the turning point. You know, before I felt bad because the quality was bad, but I guess it doesn't matter since the whole movie's a piece of shit anyway. In a struggle for the fate of the world. Oh my god. Uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Rufus Sewell. Wait, it's cool. No, not Rufus Sewell. Oh, Val Julia. Yeah. I'm going to kill him. I don't think so. <laughs> Raul Julia. You have to do better than that. Okay. <laughs> Wait, was that Falaba that I just saw there? Who wants to go home and who wants to go with me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just gotta let it right go all the way on that uh, that that laughter clip for for fucking John Claude. So well, I don't even really remember. I don't even know if I've seen the full movie of this. I think I've seen like uh, like online reviews of this but the one thing that i really took away which made me just scream right there was that ryu right there was the cheapest bruce lee i think i've ever seen in my entire life oh my god like they couldn't have whitewashed that role and i hate to say whitewash because he's not a white dude but they could have at least gotten uh a, a japanese actor to come in and do it but but they didn't they they pushed for someone neutral yeah um, and I'm not going to lie to you. When I was a kid, this this was one of my favorite binge movies. Like, I'm not, I, I can't even pretend to hate this because it was so bad. It was amazingly good because you have to. Street Fighter was such a, a fucking uh, cultural phenomenon before Mortal Kombat came in and gave us blood because I was a, a fight game kid. I couldn't play right. Madden. You know, I, I was OK at Mario, but. Fighting games were what I was great at. And Street Fighter, especially like the Street Fighter, Capcom, you know, uh, versus Marvel games were so much fun. But this movie should have been awesome because you had at the time, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme was still making some some pretty successful movies. I mean, you had Time Cop, uh, like Universal Soldier, um, what was it, Lionheart? And he was he, he was a legit 
martial artist. Yeah. Actor. And then, you know, Raul Julia, who wouldn't who would have thought that Gomez Adams <laughs> I know would come in and not he was the best part of this movie, and that's not knocking it. Like yeah. he stole every scene he was in, and to think he was dying when this was going on. Like he died as soon as production wrapped before the movie uh, hit theaters. But there was the Blanca was just a dude with a, a you know body paint on essentially. Right. And you the you know you had Cammy, and she was the just a British girl in leggings and pigtails. And it was just so bad. But the one thing that I can remember was E Honda was the cameraman for Chung Lee, who was a, like a global news network reporter. And he and Zangief get into a fight on the model set of what is, um, Bisonopolis essentially. And they do like the cheesy Godzilla, versus insert monster here fight and they play the music over it and it's just these two dudes smashing this model set and you're just like as a kid you think it's so funny it didn't age well and in in the in the movie you heard and i heard you laugh your ass off when jean-claude van damme was like who wants to stay home and who wants to fight with me yeah (laughs) it's it's definitely like the 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 one thing about it where it's just like uh, I do I want to stay home I don't I don't know if I really want to fight with you right now John Claude you seem to be all uh, all amped up on it you, you know what I mean and he's got the really bad tattoo like the really bad stick on tattoo yeah and it was just so over the top and like the worst part about this is I thought we were gonna get a good Street Fighter video game out of this. Oh, no. Oh, not at all. As bad as the movie was, the Uh, video game was fucking worse. Like, I almost wanted to throw my Sega Saturn out of the window playing, and I'm just like, oh, fuck. They they ruined this, too. Because what they did, though, I remember this game. Because what they did was they took the the style, right? Like, the technology of, of, like... Mortal Kombat, where they would take pictures and use them as frames, in a sense, and then make it so that it looked like fluent motion and stuff like that. But they did it so bad and so cheap. Like, like anybody who's anybody that's ever played a video game will will know what I'm saying. When they make a movie and the movie's a hit, they'll make a shitty game right after it, right? So they, but what they did was they went from a good video game to a shitty movie to an even shittier game, trying to copy who they were competing with. And the the worst part about that video game was is the they tried to take the outfits that the actors were wearing and mm-hmm. transition it over into the gameplay. And I'm sure you know people Google Google image some of the screenshots from this video game. Oh my god, it was a fucking dumpster abortion. Uh, and and the worst part is is at that time, you know, you had the the Mortal Kombat games were really starting to to amp up their their gameplay, and so you were trying you first off you were trying to beat Mortal Kombat to the punch of making a movie. Mm-hmm. You you had well known actors in it, but. You just you they dropped the ball and the movie was just it it cost 
you know, 35 million to make, and it only made 33 million in the United States. But overall, it made worldwide, it made over $100 million. So at that time, it was a success. Definitely. So that was but, one of the things that you wanted to bring up before, too, was that um, a lot of these movies, even though there were flops in the United States, like overseas, like those people will buy into anything. So oh, absolutely. You have to take into consideration, and, and this is what a lot of studios are doing now, and a good a good example of this, I know we're probably jumping ahead on, on years, because we, you know, we haven't even talked about like Mortal Kombat or Tomb Raider yet, was if you go back and you look at Warcraft, right. uh, which came out uh, in, in 2016, it was a hundred, almost a $200 million movie to make, and in the United States... It, it didn't even make $50 million. It made like 47, I think 47.3. But then overseas, it made $433 million. So a tenth of the total gross of this film was United States. The rest was overseas. And even that weekend, it was number one around the world, but it wasn't number one in the United States. And, you know, it was a good looking movie and it was a good story. I watched it, um, but it, it didn't transition well as far as as mass appeal in the United States. Um, you know, you, you you look at video game movies and I think you and I can can agree on this um, like we disagree on anything very much. But um, superhero movies tend to make a lot of money in the States and tend to make a lot of money overseas. Video game movies, it's it's hit or miss with your audience like mortal Kombat, uh in comparison to street fighter you know was cheaper made and made a lot more money both domestically and worldwide right so and mortal Kombat, i think uh, of those of the the two move of the three movies we've just talked about mortal Kombat was the best um as far as a fluid story um and and actually the action and because I'm a I'm a kung fu buff I love me some some Bruce Lee movies and you know uh, Jackie Chan especially any of the stuff he did over in Hong Kong it looked the the fight scenes were better choreographed and the acting was better but it had lesser known actors I think really the only actor anyone knew from the Mortal Kombat movie was Christopher Lambert from the Highlander films uh huh yeah no definitely <laughs> I don't I don't know I'm... Still thinking about like, like how how, as you as you called it before, whitewash just Americanized. They tried to make that whole the, the Ryu Bruce Bruce Lee with it. Oh my gosh! So, um, what's a movie that you that you think um, was a total abomination and just an insult to uh, from one platform to another? Okay, it, all right. So, first off. The original Laura Croft Tomb Raider. Um, with Angelina? That, yes, with Angelina Jolie. And I, I know that people are might argue with me and they'll be like, well, how can you say that? It's like, I've never thought Angelina Jolie was a great actress. She doesn't I, have to be. She's got a great body. Exactly. And at that time, she was at, she was at the height of her hotness. Like, this was right before um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh -huh. And I think, honestly, that's her best role. But that was because, you know, she was banging Brad Pitt at the time. So it was kind of believable. Yeah, she was banging Brad Pitt. <laughs> she was straight up. She stole She stole Jen Aniston, the man. But I look at that and I'm like... Did she... All right, hold on. All right. Yeah. Did she steal? 
Jennifer Aniston's man or like like oh no he, he, was he like oh my god I don't want to put my penis inside of you like oh, I, I I don't doubt that for a second if you <laughs> if you believe like the National Enquirer and all that bullshit because you know I don't think of the three oh. actor you know the actor and the two actresses in question they ever actually came out and said what happened but the rumor <laughs> mill that you heard on like E News Network is Brad wanted kids Jennifer Aniston did not. Angelina Jolie was all DTF and all about, you know, adopting kids and making babies and all that other shit. And so Brad Pitt, I think, on the set just kind of fell for her and and went away. But if you, I hate to say this, and, and please don't take this terribly. I'm ready but if to. You do, if you do a 2018 snapshot of Angelina Jolie and a, a snapshot of Jennifer Aniston, you can tell Brad made the wrong choice because... Yeah. Although Angelina Jolie... Because she had kids. So there you go. Kids. She had multiple kids and she adopted multiple kids. And the adoption, as you being a parent will know, like, well, not an adopted parent, but just being a parent in general, it's a very stressful thing. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, Jennifer Aniston is, you know, smoking weed and making brownies and she has aged flawlessly. Oh yeah, and she looks. She looks like she did on Friends season it's, three. It's it's like when you compare you and me, like you've had kids and I didn't, and look how great I look. <laughs> and you don't have the gray hairs that I do, uh, and actually, I will agree I, I with like you on still, that I one. I feel like they're starting to come in, but I don't. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Wow, <laughs> that was me uh, wowing it because I'm an asshole. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> but but you know, I didn't like Angelina Jolie's uh, Tomb Raider, and mm-hmm. I didn't like Tomb Raider two. But then the funny part is, is they just released, um, you know, that new Tomb Raider film earlier this year, and it didn't do anything at the box office in comparison to those two. And they were trying to be more accurate to the video game character. Like, she didn't have the the giant bazookas underneath her tank top. They weren't putting her in, like, super skimpy outfits running through the jungles and everything. And it, it flopped. They tried to be more true to the video game, and it ended up, not working and then you have the resident evil series right which i mean they made what six seven of those films uh in a in a 10-year period because i think the first one came out in 2002 and the last one came out in 2016 and uh last late last year they were talking about rebooting the series and and starting all over again from and making it more accurate to the first video game it's like they they milked that franchise for all it was worth. But and, but then let's go. Um, I know it's not a video game, but there have been video games of it per se. Let's look at like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know, because like when you look at look at that franchise, where the very first one was pretty pretty realistic to um, to its comic book car- counterpart, right? Very Absolutely. dark and everything like that, and that was definitely the the best one. It was nuts. They they freaking killed a guy. <laughs> they did. Oh, they 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 boot him off the. They knock him off a building, and then Casey Jones crushes him with a trash compactor. It's like they didn't just kill him. He was just like, I'm gonna commit murder in front of all of these people, and no one's gonna <laughs> say shit. And the best was how like uh, he's Casey Jones is like. <laughs> Oops! <laughs> like, like he just totally like, like oh whoops! <laughs> and like he just murdered a guy. How did he not? How did he not get in trouble? Did I feel like he like ran away at the end, didn't he? 
Or no, he didn't. He made out with he April. Right at, the, right at the very end. He, right? he made out with April and then didn't show up until the third one. But <laughs> yeah, because he was a murderer. <laughs> We're going to sell action figures of a murderer. That's Charlie Mix. Oh, man. Um, but it, the funny part is there was a lot of blowback to that movie. I mean, we're sta- we're sitting here joking, and as kids, we didn't register anything. Because if you think about it, um, in the original cut of the movie, uh, remember Tatsu, uh, Shredder's number two? Yeah, yeah, of uh, course. But he goes into that locker room all pissed off, and he beats that kid to death. Oh, fuck yeah, he does. He beats him to fucking death. <laughs> Um, they burn down a building. They nearly kill Raphael. <laughs> they crush Shredder in a trash compactor. They're fucking just fucking people up from the. Oh store. yeah, and they almost raped April. How about that whole thing? Oh, oh yeah. When you're starting a movie off with rape, like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's PG. But, but the, wow. the thing is that I I went and saw it as a kid in theaters, and I was like, oh yeah, this is fucking phenomenal. This is so great. And I didn't realize until I was an adult the blowback from parents groups. Um, I have the 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 Ninja Turtle um, book, the history of the turtles, and it goes chapter by chapter through the eras of the turtles. They talk about in depth first off the making of that movie and how how arduous it was to to film, but then the blowback from parents groups, which is why in Ninja Turtles two you had. Uh, vanilla Ice dancing with the turtles, and you had Michelangelo <laughs> was beating people with sausage, literal, uh, literal sausage, and and it like they very rarely yeah, and like they're... Leonardo has like this the the swords or katanas I think they're called right, yes. but he never uses them at all because he's not allowed to. Yeah, they they completely neutered the turtles. So by the time we get a reboot, and I mean I'm not going to talk about the turtles in time because that was just garbage. But by the time we got a reboot uh, with with Michael Bay, it was almost like I, I hate to I hate to say this, we were so happy that at least we were getting a Ninja Turtles movie that we didn't care who was making it. It was like the lesser of two evils. And yeah. then by the time we got it, it was like uh, you know it was almost like the genies out of the bottle. But to get back to the video game thing, because you know that's where we led. You and I both have fond memories of the the NES Turtles in Time oh, yeah. video game and the original Ninja Turtle video game, which actually was released with all of them having the red masks like they had in the Eastman. And Are Layer you talking Tom- about the original one where it's like you, uh, the one where you would drive around in the car from level to level? Yes. That one sucked ass. I hate that But one. it was at least a Ninja Turtles video game, and you have to remember, at least it was something. And... That was before Turtles got really commercial with the Fox Kids uh, show, the the Wolf Production uh, show. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we were really, I'd like to say, fortunate in that. But you're right. Like, just some things didn't, like, you can put the original Turtles movie up against any comic book movie. And it's still, even though it's over 20 years old, um, I think that was 1990. Yeah, 1990. Yep. So almost 30 years old. It's still better than 95% of the comic book movies that are put out even today. Storyline-wise and everything, like, you fell for that movie. Exactly, because um, the whole thing is that a lot of these other ones, like, they're just kind of rushed. You know what I mean? It's like they're just cookie-cuttered, like, 
Like, you know, the, uh, clearly the writers of these things have had gone to film school because there's the whole formula and everything like that. But at the same time, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't, they don't try, you know what I mean? They're basically doing it just to get millions and millions of dollars, which is great for business. And, you know, that's, for me, that's like the one thing that I really care about in terms of anything lately, just because, you know, I'm getting older, making money and looking at it in terms of business. But, but, um, as far as like a, a creative standpoint and, I don't know. A lot of them just to me are the kind of the same. Which is what happened with the Resident Evil series. Like the first Resident Evil and the second Resident Evil. Resident Evil Apocalypse in, in the entire franchise is my favorite. Because that's when they brought in Nemesis and, and that's that's when they went from being that's when they became a zombie movie because the outbreak was in Raccoon City and it, it took over. And uh, Resident Evil as a film series, I think that was probably their 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 best. Maybe not as far as you know making money, but it was awesome. And you know, I I'm all about making that money, but I also like a story that makes sense. And it, you don't have to be a hundred million dollar production to be a, a a good movie. You know what I mean? Like just because you dump a shit ton of money into it doesn't mean it's going to be a great story. I look right. at and I look at Avatar. Uh, James Cameron's Avatar, and although this the 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 motion capture suits and everything you know change the way movies are made because that seems to be what James Cameron does. Just when you think, um, you know, he's he's gone, he creates something like Terminator Two, and then Titanic, and then Avatar. For all intents and purposes, all Avatar was was Fern Gully and Pocahontas in space. Yeah. It was so spoon-fed to the audience, everything that was going to happen. It was almost like they would say something on screen and someone was tapping on the floor next to you like, remember this because this is going to be important in 45 minutes. Um, and it, it halfway through the movie, I already had checked out. I was just there because it was IMAX 3D and I'm like, holy shit, this looks cool. And you Not spent knowing. like $30 for the ticket. Exactly. Not knowing it. <laughs> A year or two, every movie was going to be 3D. I right. Are you there? So what? Oh, okay. Oh yeah. So what's one of video game movies that you can't stand? That you're like, how the fuck did this get made? Honestly, sometimes not because it was bad, right? But definitely well, not because it was bad, but just but how the fuck did this get made? I mean, I, I understand the the theory because of you know money and everything like that, but. Just, just some weird scenes and some crazy shit. I would definitely have to go with um, probably the Mortal Kombat movie. You know what I mean? Going, Ooh. going into, into this movie where it's, uh, it's just, I, I don't know. There's, we're dealing with a lot of like crazy, like uh, biblical kind of shit. And like for kids, I know that like my little brother was obsessed with this movie. I think he, this was his binge movie growing up for sure. And um, I, I, I don't know. I just, to me, like, thinking, like, about this stuff with, like, a, a god and everything like that, like, I, I don't know. I just feel like, uh, I feel like it was a little much. But um, let's let's take a look at the, uh, at the previous. It has begun! Thank <laughs> you. 
You know, and it only played half the half the trailer there, but I think that, I think we hit it right on the mark where, where we were supposed to watch it. But um, fuck, I wish they got that guy to play Ryu instead of uh, him going and being in Beverly Hills Ninja with Chris Farley. <laughs> like, I, I love Chris Farley, but shit, like that 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 Karate Master dude was the man. That was Robin's show. And I, I know you're going to be like, how the fuck do you know this off the top of your yeah, head? Yeah, what the fuck? Me, me, your brother and I, and I'm, I'm just letting everyone know right now, I'm not Googling anything. I'm literally going off the top of my head. Mortal Kombat, the movie, was my fucking shit when that fucking film came out. Um, I can remember, this is how much I couldn't wait to see this movie. It was in the Glen Drive-Ins in Queensbury. And my dad... Uh, was did not want to go see this movie, and <laughs> I made a so bet your dad with, is a very intelligent person, is what you're what you're saying. Essentially, that I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, he is uh, way smarter than. Me. Right. High five for dad. So what happened was I told my dad and I made an agreement: if this movie is number one at the box office this weekend, we will go to the drive-ins and see it the upcoming weekend. Um, and it was number one. And I can remember going and seeing wow. it and him being like, all right, honestly, it wasn't that bad. And it's like when my dad's a sci-fi nerd and he loves Game of Thrones and, you know, the any kind of alternate universe, Hyperion kind of sci-fi stuff, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Don't let him fool you. He's a nerd. So I think he kind of dug it. But Robin Show was a Hong Kong actor, and this was his first American film. Mm-hmm. And the thing that stuck out about him was... Because uh, on the VHS, they had like a 20-minute making of special. He did all of his own stunts. Um, there was very, there wasn't any wire work or anything. So the one scene in the trailer where you see him running up a wall and then kicking a guy and doing that pose, that was actually legit him. So whenever there was a fight scene with him or any of the actors, in fact, um, the, you'll notice that Sonya Blade was played by the teacher from Billy Madison. She did all of her own stunts. Everyone was that was in it was a legit, um, you know, kung fu or martial arts trained actor. Wait, the bl- uh, wait, did you just say the blonde girl was a martially trained martial arts uh, trained? Yeah. They trained her for specifically for several months ahead of time to be able to do all of the fights in those movies. Like she worked her ass off in order to be able to do all of the stuff in that movie. Shockingly enough, yeah. Uh, so you're telling that? me the girl that helped Billy Madison study by taking her clothes off was the uh, was martial arts trained? Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. Ha, yeah. Want to touch the hiney? <laughs> you know what? I just realized in my head now that we're talking about it that that movie is a gateway for all these other projects because uh, she did that movie with Billy Madison, then she did that movie with... Um, um, Liu Kang, and then Liu Kang did that movie with Chris Farley, who was in the original movie of and Billy Madison. They are there. All, they, let's just say that all of the Billy Madison universe, move, the Happy Madison universe, right now in the background, there is a death tournament taking place. And all this shit is going on. Uh, but yeah, and yo, I mentioned uh, earlier, Christopher Lambert, um, you know, the Highlander movies. I love the Highlander movies. I love the Highlander show. But, you know, he was Raiden. And although he was not the Raiden that we saw in the video game. You know, I thought, <laughs> no, this guy was fucking crazy, though. 
Like, oh, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> Absolutely nuts this guy was. Just biblical I, proportions out of, out of, out of crazy. What, one of my favorite lines in the movie was, the fate of billions is in your hands. And he laughs in their faces and then goes, I'm sorry. It's almost <laughs> like, it's like, how big of a dick? It's like, oh, yes, you know, at this time, three billion people's lives rest in our hands. No fucking pressure. Thanks, Oh, yeah, dick. yeah. But I'm not, I'm not going to be able to help you, too. That was the whole thing, right? He was, oh, yeah. <laughs> he kept saying, like, oh, yeah, there's all this going on right now, but unfortunately, I'm not going to, I can't stick around, so. And then by Annihilation, he was replaced, um... You know, I think the dude who played actually Sonya and Johnny Cage were replaced, um, and the the actor who played Jax at the beginning of Mortal Kombat he was replaced, and it was just kind of like yeah, let's just throw a bunch of people in. And also, if you want a little bit, if you want to mark out for five seconds, I'm gonna throw some knowledge about this movie that I just discovered this weekend on the something to wrestle with uh podcast by bruce pritchard oh okay the actor the actor who played sub-zero was the um doctor who helped mick foley after he got thrown off of the cell oh really the guy with the the hair the long hair yes scavage wow dr scavage was uh sub-zero in mortal kombat Believe it or not, apparently this guy was a legit badass, and they um, all are. He, he would uh, he would do like chiropractor and acupuncture therapy to all of the WWE wrestlers. And after McFoley was thrown off the cell, the reason McFoley uh. was walking around the next day was because he aligned him as soon as the pay per view was over, kind of thing. I'll, not, maybe not his brain. Oh yeah, so but, that nothing I mean, that happened could really like set in or anything like that. So that nothing could set in. And so, uh, like Triple H has talked about on documentaries that, you know, Mick Foley was walking around the next day. Well, there you go. He was one of the reasons. Uh, Bruce Pritchard would get a line by him. All of they, what had happened was, is that they had heard about Dr. Scavage. Uh, he was based out of uh, the West Coast, uh, I believe Napa Valley area. And um, they just said, fuck it. All of our WWE guys are going there. And Vince Russo actually recommended him because Vince Russo uh, would go there for a couple days out of every few months to get realigned. And they were hey, like, bro. well, let's just put him on the payroll and bring him on the road, not knowing hey. he would be out there when Mick Foley was thrown off the cell. So, yeah, the original Sub-Zero in the Mortal Kombat series was uh, Dr. Scavage. So, hey, bro. You gotta get if you're gonna get your acupuncture from anybody, it's this guy, because I created him. It's Sub Zero, bro. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that next. Like the uh, the (laughs) other correlation between the Mortal Kombat movie and um (laughs) and professional wrestling. Is your blood about to run cold? Oh, it's freezing. It's absolutely freezing. I I don't know if I should. if I should get some hot water or if I should put some ice cubes in my water. What are we talking oh. about here? Glacier uh. from WCW. My God. Yeah. Jeez, seriously. My God. Glacier of it is, is definitely one of these characters that, that um, nobody wants to talk about. So why don't you uh, kind of break down Glacier a little bit. That way um, right. the people can know. So uh, around 1997... Okay. Uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation was coming to the, the big screen. It was the, the sequel to Mortal Kombat. And 
at this time, Time Warner had acquired New Line Cinema. So if you go back and you watch any of the movies from, I believe, 95 and up, it's New Line Cinema, a Time Warner um, company. So Time Warner, you know, owning WCW, uh, decided that I don't know how it came about, but they decided that they were going to take one of their their new characters that they were going to debut on television, and he was going to be Glacier. And they had these really cool, awesome vignettes. And as a wrestling fan, like you always are like, okay, what if you're getting a vignette, if you're getting TV time before you even step in the ring, that means they're that they're gonna put some stock behind you. They're already you know giving valuable TV time to this wrestler, and we haven't seen him perform yet. It was basically like glimpses of him and snow, and the tagline for him was blood runs cold. And Glacier coming soon to WCW. And then when he debuted, he looked like exactly like Sub-Zero from Mortal Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Like identical. Blue contact lens, the white to- the white hair. Because at- I'm trying to play it right now. It's fucking up. Uh. Sorry. Oh, it's all right. Jesus, come on, just go. <laughs> Look at this. If this doesn't rip off a video game movie character, I don't know what does. Fantastic. All right, continue. Sorry. And when he, when he finally debuted, uh, the arena went dark. There was blue lights because you're if for WCW Nitro fans, remember the old Nitro entrance, and they actually made it fucking snow in the arena. Yeah. So the presentation was awesome for this character, and like he comes out and he looks like Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three Sub Zero, like I said, where his hair was white and his face was, you know, he had the face mask on. But not anything, you know, covering up his head like, you know, we remember from from Sub-Zero in the movie. And then he gets to the ring and then then uh, just like just like um, a lot of the the movies that we're talking about here, it just kind of was a dud. But even Eric Bischoff, the former president and of um, WCW, said that that was a character that they put a lot of. of time and money into to, to make it right. It's just, you know, it just sometimes, you know, it doesn't go over as well as, as they think. Um, I had, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to, and I think you'll agree with me on this one. Had it not been in the middle of the Monday night war with the NWO and with the cruiserweights, had this come out, I'd like to say three years prior, let's go with 1994. Had this character debuted in 94, he would have been over like Rover, man. Like, he would have been U.S. champion. He would have been television champion based on the gimmick alone. Yeah, um, but... That but, gimmick could have sold. You know, I I, I love when, when people do that because I'm, I'm a jerk. Because I say, yeah, but they didn't <laughs> they didn't do it. They didn't do it then. See, it's, it's really hard to make that argument. Like, I can see your point. You know, I don't think that you're wrong. But at the same time, like, I just think that... Uh, um, they did it when they did it, and 
there's a reason why it didn't flop. But yeah, I get I get what you're saying. It's just uh, um, they kind of screwed the pooch. I mean, on and that. it's it's oh, go ahead. I, no, I was done. I was saying they they screwed the pooch on that. Oh yeah, because it's kind of funny because they you know you have this this glacier character who is clearly a a Mortal Kombat homage ripoff, however we want to say it. At the same time, we've got Sting blatantly being the crow. And yeah. it worked. It worked amazingly. But you it, you also have to look at the work. No, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, it, it'll be, it's going to go with all of them. Like, Scott Hall was Scarface. You know what I mean? Like, um, Shawn Michaels was a late, like, he was, uh, um, he was Def Leppard or, or any, any of those 80s rockers for the longest time. Everyone says he was a stripper, but really, oh, yeah. to me, I think that he was just like an 80s rocker, you know, like, uh, but yeah, I mean, but they tried, they tried with Glacier and apparently, I, Bishop made it seem like they put way more money into it than we thought, you know what I mean? But, um, as far as the guy himself, like, uh, like, Everyone, everyone I've ever talked to has said like this. This guy is—I um, don't even know what his real name is—but, but, but um, very respectful, very happy to still be doing it because he's still taking bumps and everything like that today. Oh, like yeah, uh, I watched. I watched him show up uh, WrestleMania weekend at one of the uh, yeah Joey Janela many is, uh, shows that were going on. Yeah, it was, yeah, Joey it was Janela just like, is a spring break. Shit, the moment he showed up, he looked phenomenal, and I mean, I'm not. I'm not taking anything away. I just think it was almost wrong, wrong time, wrong execution for what could have been a really cool character from a video game. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Brett Lauderdale, too, by the way. You're my boy. Um, besides that, uh, is there any other video games that, that are really popping in your head? Because I think we should probably t- wrap it up soon. Oh, just, just one more movie comes to mind, and I mean, because we mentioned uh, the Happy Madison franchise, Pixels. Oh, oh um, Pixels. But um, I'm glad that you're bringing up the Happy Madison franchise again, because um, side note, again, because, you know, that's what we do. I thought about that that whole thing with him, right? And I've thought about the track record of Adam Sandler movies lately. And I, a lot of them just seems to me, it's like, I he wants he makes a movie... When it's time for him to go on vacation, and he figures out where he wants to go for this vacation, and then they write a film around it, like that's the way that he writes. Because if you notice, it's always like, uh, um, I think I want to hang out with my buddies and get a cabin for like for like a week. Oh yeah, we should all have kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, you know what? Me and my buddy. Now that you say it. Yeah. And, like, think about it, because for him, it's all a write-off anyway. He doesn't give a fuck. And then he's making money on top of it. Like, oh, it's my like, God. I'm going to bring my family to Hawaii while I go film this movie with Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, hey, kids, you want to go to Toronto? Or, or, or you know, what was it? The, the re- Ridiculous Six. It's like, hey, kids, who wants to go see the Grand Canyon? And, oh, by the way, we're just going to film a Western. We're going to pretend to be weeks. cowboys, too. Don't worry about it. It's fine. But like honestly, I wish I could live my life like that, you know. <laughs> like, like. Uh, well, I mean, what were you gonna say? Who was it? Will Smith on uh, Men in Black Three had the tour bus for his family that was so big, it broke city city ordinances <laughs> in New York City. Yeah. Like imagine that. Like, 
you know, no wonder his kids, like, we might think that, that Jaden Smith is out of touch, but it's like, when you grow up and your dad is Will Smith, of course you're going to grow up out of touch. Like, I don't think he's a bad kid. I mean, Karate Kid was whatever, but yeah, like, I look at Pixels, man, and that just shat all over every Atari game that there ever was, or any, any, um arcade game that there ever could have been uh, that just took a steaming pile right on you know it. i didn't even i didn't even watch it because it, it just was the heart the reviews were just horrible i was excited like i did want to see because i was like oh this could be really sweet but then everyone said it wasn't i, so I, I did go. watch it okay and adam sandler playing the like he okay as how can i say this he and peter dinklage were competitors at arcade games back in the early 80s and somehow um adam sandler's best friends were a whiz kid video game player and and kevin's uh uh kevin james who eventually becomes president of the united states okay and adam sandler adam sandler just works as like a geek squad best buy kind of guy <laughs> helping because he's so detracted that he lost this video game tournament to to Peter Dinklage back in the 80s, that it's like the weirdest fucking thing. And Peter Dinklage is a video game rebel who's in prison for, you know, like, uh, Grand Theft Auto and all this other... It's the craziest fucking subplot <laughs> to aliens getting a record uh. that we sent them back in the 80s and are like, oh, well, this is a declaration of war because Max Headroom is going to be their spokesman. Uh, it's like, how the fuck did they manage this? It one? just fits the whole bill with with uh, with the Adam Sandler, like, uh, oh, you like that? I'm just going to shit all over it with a movie. <laughs> you know? it's, just... it's like of all... Of all the people who could have uh, optioned this little YouTube video, it was Adam Sandler. It's like, well, that was a good idea. Bye. Exactly. Um, no, I hear you. All right, well, um, Sergeant Fury, glad that we were able to do this tonight. Me too. Thanks, Tim, for, uh, for getting a hold of me because literally all of this spurned from Halo getting a TV series, and we just <laughs> went and ranted and raved and had some fun. I loved it. Absolutely. I can't wait to do the next one. Yeah, me too. So I have um, one more video for us to watch on the way out, and uh, it's one that well, it's one that we need. Everything all right in here? Yes, ma'am. Yes, babies, we make our dreams come true. Muffin babies, we'll do the same for you. Muffin babies. Uh, I can't believe I could hit those high notes. Ah, <laughs> oh. uh, fantastic. Absolutely.